This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533 and the Foo Fighters on Rock 102. Well, not a bad day today. Not quite as warm as the last two, but it'll be all right. Uh, Partly to mostly cloudy and then mostly Aquanet tonight. A high today of 67. That sounds pretty good to me. The uh, Aquanet part? Yeah. No, 67. I probably won't make it there tonight, but nevertheless. Well, I will, and so will thousands of others. Hundreds of others. It could be up, up to a thousand. I don't know. Do, uh, they, do uh, they have an occupancy thing there? Uh, I don't know, but and, and I don't know uh, what there would mean. You know, whether they would consider it that area of the parking lot or just the whole Fort Street thing. I don't know. I don't Who either. the hell knows? But it'll be happening tonight. Man, what a show today! What a show today! Well, I believe we have uh, Steve Weissman on. Do we? Um, I did. I never got an answer for that. I one. don't have anything solid. I was uh, told that we. Uh, no, I was told that we did. So we'll see. All right. Uh, because the um, the spirits are out there, and apparently they do not want me to gamble in Connecticut. We'll talk to Steve about that, and I'll tell you the story of my second attempt yesterday. It's 534 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Save yourself 30% at the 350 grip. Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Neil Young and Rock 102. Should you use Q-tips to try to stop ear bleeding? I was going to say the same thing Listen, about yeah. that song. That, I, I that, was using cotton, and I hope that would be enough. That song is so live you can smell them from here. Yeah, that's... Uh... Hey, hey uh, real quick. Mm. I just want to give some kudos to the Mass State Police this morning. Because uh, I'm driving down Homestead Avenue in Holyoke, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And this, like, white little Toyota comes in, like, going probably, I don't know, 80, 90 miles an hour mm. around me over the double line, gets to the traffic light, and then blows through the traffic light, gets on the highway. And, of course, I'm waiting at the traffic light. Right. Yeah. Finally get on the highway. And about five minutes later, I'm coming down right before you hit uh, the West Springfield exit at 991 South. Yep. And bam, he was caught. Cop got him. He huh? got really? him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this but guy that... doesn't know that every morning those two cops sit right there at that little uh, highway turnaround. Well, that must have been quite a surprise for them. I just thought it was great. And if you're lucky, maybe they found something on him and he got arrested. Uh, or I hope so. Maybe yes. even tuned up. Or, I certainly hope so. Or maybe those state cops weren't really working. Come on, please. They do work. Not all the time, Sometimes. though. Just kidding. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting in your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. How about some Hollywood Trash? Well, here's a difficult one for Alec Baldwin. <clears throat> one person was killed, and another was seriously injured after a prop gun misfired on the set of an Alec Baldwin movie. And it was Alec himself who fired the shot. Oh, boy. The movie is called Rust, and it was shooting at a ranch in New Mexico when the accident occurred. Cinematographer Helena Hutchins was killed, and director Joel Souza was rushed to the hospital where he was in critical condition as of last night. Not much else is known at this point, except the gun was supposedly loaded with blanks. A local local newspaper reported that Baldwin was seen outside of the sheriff's office in tears, and attempts to get a comment from him were unsuccessful. It's it, the weird part of this is that first of all, guns with blanks are still dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Bruce Lee's kid was killed that way. 
Um, but how two people were injured. You know, it, it would seem as though, first of all, I, I don't know how the director of photography or the director of the movie were even in the way of being shot, let alone that they were both hit, I would assume, by separate shots. So it's like, once the first person went down, why was there a second pull of the trigger? It seems unlikely they were both hit by the same shot, particularly since it's, it, yeah. again, it's a blank. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, it... it I don't know if it's possible, but you know, late, let's say he shoots the gun, drops it, and it goes off a second time. I mean, you know, who knows? That's freaky. What? Uh, well, the whole thing is freaky, frankly. What? What is a blank bullet? Like, what is there any projectile yeah. at all? Yeah, there's like a there's like a wad of uh, material. I'm not I'm not sure sure yeah. exactly what it is sometimes, but yeah, there is there is something that comes out, and the percussion itself. Um, you know, I mean. Uh, Again, Bruce Lee's son was shot in the head. If if the gun is right up against you, or maybe even you know a distance from you, it can uh, it can kill. Well, I think we've learned a very valuable lesson here that wads can cause damage too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I read it in an article earlier this morning where they were talking about. I don't remember who it was either. It was some guy in 1984 who put the gun to his head as a joke, right. pulled the trigger, yeah. and it was right because it was blanks, and he died. And that's especially. Not surprising, because the gun was held so close to the guy's head. Right. You know, I mean, if if Alec Baldwin accidentally killed the director of uh, photography from several feet away, if you hold it to your head, obviously you're you're a fool. Yikes! Uh, and Baldwin's never done anything that made him look like a fool before. Well, this well is, this, this this is an accident. I feel bad for him. I do too. Sure I mean, as uh, this guy, he's. To, to have to live with that now, yeah. like you know, even though it was an accident, it's still uh, that's something you got to deal with. Yep. A uh, woman who appeared on Doctor Phil as a teenager back in 2019 is suing Phil and the show's parent company, claiming she was abused at a treatment center they convinced her parents to send her to. This isn't the Cash Me Outside girl, is it? No, different this girl. Is a different girl. Yeah. No, she she <coughs> she made bank. Yeah, she cashed her outside. <laughs> and I don't think she ever went to rehab either. No, she did not. Hannah Archutla uh, claims Dr. Phil and others associated with the show recommended she check into the Turnabout Ranch for troubled teens in Utah. Once she got there, she said she was sexually assaulted twice by a male staffer, then physically and emotionally abused by other staff members as retaliation when she tried to report it. She claims the show knew that prior guests had suffered physical and emotional harm there, and she says people associated with the show might be getting, quote, some form of consideration for sending uh, people to the turnabout ranch. Consideration, huh? I like money. Oh, you mean compensation? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I uh, figure they just consider, oh, yeah, I was thinking about that Dr. Phil today. Really? That's consideration. Well, consideration could mean they're getting free advertising for mm -hmm. being on this show, you know, having yep. them featured on this show, too. So sure. the show, though, denies any financial ties to the ranch. Why would I need to get any of their money? It seems to me that you're just making all this up. That's my doctor. Yeah, that's, that's very that's good. Pretty yeah. good, actually. Yeah. I told I, you that's how uh, my kids ask me to put them to bed. Sometimes I say it's time for bed. More like, well, you can't go to bed without uh, doing it in your Doctor Phil voice. So they even they give Doctor Phil consideration. Yes, <laughs> in, a, in a manner of speaking. And I said, why are you giving your dad such a hard time going to sleep at night? And then the next thing you know, they're snoring away. Yep. It's like, that's cool. It's like seeing them in a lullaby. Yeah. So. Next thing you know, your kids are the catch me outside kids. <laughs> yeah. Well. Hey, at least I could make some money off them then. 
Uh, Nancy's house from the first two uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies is up for sale. It's located in Los Angeles and is listed for $3.25 million. Officer, uh, I'm sorry, offers are being accepted until midnight on Halloween. $3.25 million for a house that you probably can't even really live in anyway because people will be coming by all the time. You, oh, you'd there's have... probably certain times of the year like Halloween or any other kind of masquerade thing where people are dressing up. People like you will know, you know, like pitch a tent in your front yard because you're the Halloween house. No, thank you. There's a, a I, I've been watching, I think it's only two episodes in so far, but um, Chucky on USA Network. Um, and it's oh, you're the, you're the guy watching. <laughs> presumably, it's Hackensack, New Jersey. It could very well be Los Angeles. But this, uh, this street that is focused on is just one mansion after another. And, uh, you know, like I said, it could very well be a movie set. But um, the idea of that, of having that many houses being used on one street for, for a movie. You know, the more I listen to myself, the more I think I'm being fooled. It, it, I'm sure it's a, probably a set, and those are just exterior shots. Yeah, but like, remember earlier in the year, they tried selling the uh, the Brady Bunch house. Yeah. You know, and, and what you found out is the place is a dump. It's not even that nice a house. And they, you know, they got top buck for that uh, for that place. And the house looks nothing like the nothing. television show. It's it's like any TV. Like Cheers the Bar doesn't look anything like the Cheers Bar on uh, on the show. Nope. Home Alone has received the full Lego treatment. The 3,955-piece set includes the McAllister house, Kevin's booby trap rooms, tree house, and the wet bandit's van. Now what's that going to run you? Uh, probably $6,000 if it was from Lego. <laughs> there are also five minifigures, Kevin, his mom, his el- the elderly neighbor, and Harry and Marv. Hmm. That's something I want to get. Uh, Dave Chappelle is willing to have a dialogue with people at Netflix who are upset about the trans comments in his latest special, and Netflix is reportedly considering placing a content warning in front of the special. Wow, that's uh, wow, that'll, that'll stop people. Yeah, that'll fix everything. Yeah, this whole thing is just <laughs> silly. And that's your uh, Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Make that yesterday. To Roger Goodell, requesting by November 4th all the... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when I was but a young and impressionable college student back in the day, my only form of transportation was to take a city bus or not go anywhere. Oftentimes, I chose to stay put or I walked to my various destinations. You see, I did not have a car, nor did I have money to park one, thereby making pedestrian travel an absolute necessity, both physically and financially. Today, however, any young man between the ages of 18 to 22 that's blessed with athletic skill and a free college scholarship can enjoy any number of high-end performance vehicles at his disposal. For example, this week, incoming five-star basketball recruit Ty Ty Washington out of the University of Kentucky has just received a brand spanking new pearly white Porsche Cayenne SUV valued at over $80,000 as part of a name, image, and likeness endorsement deal with a nearby car dealership. Now, as you know, these NIL deals are popping up all over the place after it was determined that the NCAA could no longer prevent the student-athlete from enjoying all the spoils of a potentially lucrative sponsorship. 
In this case of uh, Ty Ty Washington, he's an 18-year-old kid who just got himself an $80,000 car to attend a school that cost everybody else $50,000 a year in out-of-state tuition, room, board, and fees. Does anybody sponsor my children to go to college? You're looking at them. Listen, I'm sure Ty Ty Washington is a terrific young round ball phenom, but if your kid is in college to learn stuff rather than to score 20 points per game, then it's hard for me to fully endorse the fairness of this particular endorsement structure. My kids will be forced to buy books, study things, and graduate. They will then spend the rest of their lives being hounded by their alumni association to make financial donations three times a year. Ty Ty Washington, if he's good enough, could enter the NBA draft before the expiration of his bumper-to-bumper warranty. I think what I'm trying to say is that my daughters would be more than happy and available to field endorsement opportunities of their own, and it certainly would cost you a whole lot less than the price of a high-priced SUV that you're never going to take off-road in a million years. Just saying. But hey, and my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. In October 1926, Rocco Rocky Falcone opened up a hardware store on Main Street in Springfield. Rocky's Hardware. People bought ladders and kitchen faucets and wheelbarrows and shovels. Today, 37 Rocky stores still run 95 years later by the Falcone family and their indispensable team of employees. Where's your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware? Right around the corner. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 614 and Led Zeppelin at Rock 102. Partly to mostly cloudy today with a high of 67. It's already 60 in downtown Springfield. 22 with a uh, breaking news story of a house fire in Enfield. Courtesy. Courtesy of their, yes, yes, courtesy of their sister station, WTNH in New Haven. Which is 70 miles away. Well, look, it's so far to drive over that border. I know. And that, you have to go through border checks. Uh, and you I have know. to go through the, the, you know, the COVID dog, the dog test. Yeah, well, the, isn't there, yeah. a, if I'm not mistaken, isn't there a barrier on the state line uh, of Connecticut? Yeah. At yeah. Enfield and Longmeadow? Which it's is, a moat. Which is gated. It's like yeah. uh, three miles long. Yeah, uh, well, armed yeah. guards, too, right? Yeah. 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 It's about an hour and a half wait to get into the state. It's crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I am being held hostage in my own home. Huh? What are you talking uh-huh. about? So, you know, t- two years ago now, I, I purchased this home that we moved into. Now, my previous home, uh, we had a, a drawer that was built into the kitchen that you could open up and put the trash into. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those uh, mm-hmm. drawers? Sure. Uh, this house doesn't have one of those. So I have to have a freestanding trash can in the, in the kitchen. The dog has gotten into this trash can, I don't know how many times, to the point where I have to lock it up now. I have mm-hmm. to, like, put it in the bathroom and close the bathroom door in order for him to not eat the trash. Really? Yeah. Is he, like, uh, will he dump it every time, or is he every, dump it on the ground? He doesn't just dump it. He drags it out. Oh, yeah. And drags it all over the place. Can you just put it, like, on a countertop? No, because he will get up and knock it off. I've tried that before, too. On a countertop? On a countertop. What about on top of the fridge? You can't. It can't fit on top of the fridge. It's too Sideways. You can't do that. It's it's just not physically possible. So I've been, like, trying to find a trash can that Mm. would prevent uh, this from happening, and... I don't know why anybody hasn't invented one of these. Well, you know, they have invented bear-proof 
Dumpsters? Yes, I don't need a dumpster in my kitchen. Well, <laughs> Steve, I'm trying yeah. to help. Have you uh, <laughs> thought about any like uh, any training for this dog? Like every time he touches it, he gets zapped with like 10,000 volts of electricity. That's not very nice. Yeah, yeah but it stops him from knocking no, over the garbage. No, no kidding. So does a bullet. Yeah, and you know, people have said, well, let's put a mouse trap on top of the thing. And I don't yeah. need the dog getting hurt. No, I, of course not. That's not what I want. A, I am. A, first of all, a bullet would kill a dog. I'm just talking not about a little you bit of. shoot it without having to kill it. I'm no, just no. talking about a little bit of electricity listen, running through its, its little body. Listen, not I, everybody's Alec Baldwin. Oh, right. that's, yeah. that's, that's too that's soon. <laughs> he is really killing it with his career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't want to hurt the dog. Of course I, not. I don't want to hurt don't, the don't dog. even address that issue. Uh, I, he does know, though, when he has done that because of the head of shame. Mm. You know, and I will look at him and go, "Well, who did that?" And I knew who did it. Yeah, but you know, they got and very he, short attention spans. They forget it's bad. I, yeah, I've I've heard a lot of trainers say that that's not true. That's it's like the idiot who comes home from work and finds the poop on the floor and mm-hmm. and punishes the dog for it. It's the tone of how you say who did that uh-huh. that they're reacting to, not the guilt. Well, either way, it looks like he's in shame, and he uh, he like you know, he knows he knows what he did. Mm. He knows exactly what he did, and he knows he shouldn't be doing that. You think he makes that makes that muttly sound when he does it every day? Well, it's funny because I will say, "Well, who <laughs> did that?" and he'll snarl like. Like, yeah. like, you know, you talking to me? Yeah. yeah. By the way, good good and, uh, job bringing up a fifty year old cartoon <laughs> yeah, reference. Well, I'm a sixty year old man who watched <laughs> cartoons when he was ten. And anybody that comes over, I'm like, you see, see, he knows, he knows, he shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And then my girlfriend says to me the other day, he's just laughing at you. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Like yeah. you have to pick all this up now. It might you be jerk. He might he might very well be like 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 the Muttley uh, laugh. But I've been uh, I've been searching for a trash can. To fit my needs, and I cannot find one. No, like there's, there's nothing that's so, like you know, okay. Th- like I mean, you know, a lot of them like have a like a cover. Does yours have a cover? Yeah. Well, it did have a cover until he chewed it off. Oh boy, man, he is yeah. persistent, isn't he? Yeah. So uh, I, I'm looking online. I'm looking uh, even in stores. I'm going to Target. I'm going to all these different places looking for this trash can. I said, there's got to be a decent sized trash can with a locking lid on it. Like, there just has to be. Well, they don't make them for some reason. They don't Not make for them. inside the house. They don't make, yeah, right. And they don't make them for, you know, larger than the small 13-gallon bag. Right. Where I require a larger bag than that. But how, big, how big a bag do you use? Well, I have, it, the one I have now, it holds two of those 13-gallon Holy gallon crap. Well, wow. One side is for trash, and the other side is oh, for... Oh, it's a divided... Uh... Well, yeah, but I also then, you know, sometimes I I don't even use that recycling part. I just mm-hmm. take like a like a like a what is it, twenty five gallon bag or something? Well, twenty six. Well, I don't know. Whatever they make them, I put one bag in there, and uh, usually that's it. Hmm. Um, but they don't make a big enough trash can with the pet lock. On well, it. many years ago, um, I don't remember where she got it from, but my uh, my ex wife. Who was a big fan of of uh, sunflowers? Uh-huh. Once found a wooden uh, trash barrel. A trash. Tra- it was square. It was a trash receptacle. Mm-hmm. It was a square one with a wooden top. That I suppose, if we wanted to, we could have 
put some kind of a of a hatch on it, some kind of a, a thing that would that would keep it locked when we weren't there. You can you could make one, Steve. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know you know a little bit about wood, woodwork. Yeah, well, you whittle. Not that kind of woodwork. I'm actually looking at a website now. The best dog-proof trash cans. Yeah, but how big is it? Well, there's one here that is both a uh, trash and recycling. 16 gallons. Right. It uh, says it's uh, got a stylish and sleek design. All right. Durable. So send me that link. I'm going to send you this it. link. And maybe, just maybe, we have resolved your problems. I just, uh, I feel like uh, I shouldn't be having to put my trash can in my own bathroom every morning well, so the dog doesn't some, get it. Some dogs are, uh, the other thing you can do is uh, put a webcam in the house. And if you see the dog going near the trash can, you then you can yell at it. Hey, you. Stay. Don't. No. No. Yeah. Bad dog. And he'd probably give me the paw through the camera. Well, yeah. you know. I just... still wouldn't discount this whole electricity thing. Yeah, they, uh, they do that for those invisible fences. But, mm. it, you know, it's like, it, so in this morning, so the, the, the trash was in the bathroom this morning. Right. One of the kids must have got up in the middle of the night, went to the bathroom. In the because... trash barrel? Yes, in the trash barrel. Oh, I don't nah, have that. It right. skips generations. Well, I don't have plumbing. <laughs> now you need a childproof <laughs> trash can. I don't have plumbing in my house. It skips uh, a generation. Right. Uh, <laughs> and there's, you know, it's like, damn it, dude. Like, what the hell? Like, you, you pulled all this stuff. So here I am, like, picking all this trash up at 4.30 in the morning, trying to get it all in back in the bag. Well, wait, he got it in the bathroom, too? Yeah, well, because somebody oh, must have got up the in the kids, middle of the night yeah. and left, left the door, the door open, open yeah. and then he got into the bathroom. Yeah. And I kind of suspected something when he uh, kind of strolled into my um, bedroom this morning just as I'm about to wake up. And I'm like, I know you were downstairs. He, he was like, in there to confess. Yeah. yeah. You know, another thing, Steve, is um, this, this happens when you're not home, right? Usually it happens when I'm not home, yeah. What about a doggy gate that keeps him out of the kitchen? It's too much of an open floor plan to do that. There's no way I could do that. What about pushing an armoire in front of it? <laughs> this is my armoire. <laughs> we are taking the armoire. Yeah, right. Uh, no, it's 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 like an open floor plan with the you know the family room and the kitchen and man. the dinette all in one area. I can't really do that. I'm looking for a trash can. That works well, and it's big enough for my needs. Hopefully, this the uh, this link that I sent you because I mean there's a bunch of them. Rubber make one, Rubbermaid makes one. There's a couple that you know that you know, they've got like the uh, you know it's it's like a touchless thing, but you know a dog can get through yeah, that. It, you know that's a, a dog figures that out pretty quick. Yeah, I wasn't gonna go for the touchless thing because I knew that he'd be able to just wave his little snout in front of it, and then the thing would open up. He's got some other things that dog can wave too that could uh, you know break the. Break the chain. You know, if it wasn't for that, this dog would be out on the street. Yeah, yeah of course you would. <laughs> um, I, I do remember coming home one day. This was back uh, with uh, Cujo before uh, he put me in the hospital. I came home, and uh, my entire kitchen was covered in garbage yeah. because the dog had gotten into the trash, and just it was everywhere, including, you know, coffee grounds, uh, eggshells. Things like that, that kind of, which I would have thought would have been edible for a dog. You know what my my dog will do? He will unwrap things and eat them. 
Get he, out he doesn't here. eat the whole wrapper. Will he, he will he wrap it back up if he only finishes half of it? So, uh, for example, there was a uh, one of the kids left a little mini bag of Cheez-Its out on the counter mm-hmm. that were was sealed. It was one of those little snack packs you have in your lunches. Yep. He opened it. He ripped it open and ate the Cheez-Its and then left the wrapper there. Slob. He's a recycler. What a freaking grub that He's thing is. He's not a recycler. If he was a recycler, he'd pick it up and put it in the goddamn well, trash can. But he, he left it there for you to do that instead of eating it. All right, well, let me see if I can get this trash can. Then. All right. There you go. It's 625 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's 829 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. 629. That's what do I, uh, do I sound any different? No. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a little difficult for me to talk. Um, I I need to I need to get go to the. You think the dentist when they pull a tooth? Do you think they keep it for a while, like thirty days, sixty days? Um, I think they probably get rid of it right away. <sighs> I need it back. I need to put it back in. I um I have had this propensity to bite my tongue in the same I, spot. I've known you for almost twenty seven years. You never bit uh, your tongue in your life. <laughs> uh, and and it would always be in exactly the same spot. And very, very painful. Um, since they took that tooth out, and that's the area where I bite it, um, now the the tooth, the last tooth there, which used to be the second to the last tooth, the last tooth there, now when I bite it, I bit my tongue last night eating dinner. It's the first time I've ever had to, first of all, spit the food in my mouth out, then go to the sink and spit out blood for maybe a minute or two and grab a piece of ice out of the freezer and put it in my mouth. Jesus. Yeah. It And it still hurts this morning. You don't sound any different. I mean, you sound yeah. every bit as miserable as you normally are. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'll never lose that, but I don't want to sound miserable and have a lisp. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, uh, it's going to keep happening. It's very hard to continually remind yourself to chew delicately. You know, you just you just forget. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But um, but uh, you you do you do accommodate what's no longer there after uh, time. Uh, I mean, it, it takes it just takes some time. I don't know to, man. The, to the point where it no longer becomes even conscious that uh, that you're avoiding doing it. You're just your muscle memory just takes over. Uh, it, it just it it happens. But the problem is, muscle memory is not going to work for something that happens so infrequently. I, I mean, it's not that it happens every day or every hour mm-hmm. or, or things like that. It's, it's you know, maybe, a, I don't know. I mean, the tooth has only been out for like 10 days, so it's hard to say. But this was the worst, to have to spit out food and then spit out blood. Ah. Were you eating anything good? Yeah, I was having a pork chop. A pork yeah. chop and uh, some uh, peas. Then like I a, made some peas and uh, egg noodles. Isn't like a like a pork chop a little tough to chew if you've just had dental work done? It's not. It's not about. Uh, and no, it really wasn't. It was uh, very delicate. I, I'm a pretty good uh, shake and bake cooker, uh, shake and baker rather. Um, and uh, I'm a master shake and baker. But uh, it was not the toughness of the food. It, it was the uh, amount of food in my mouth, I think. Ah. I had really loaded it up. Really packed yeah. it in there. Oh, huh? yeah, like, yeah. A, like a squirrel in November. Well, that can happen. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rum Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is 
hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. They're short, but they are funny. Let's see about that. When is a door not really a door? I don't know. When is a door not really a door? When it's really a jar. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you see a spaceman? I don't know. You park in it, man. No, yeah, <laughs> like a it's not really a right. Why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? I don't know. Because they're so good at it. <laughs> you That's see, a good you, point. You yeah, can't spot him. About that. Did you hear about the claustrophobic astronaut? No, I didn't. Yeah, poor guy really needed some space. <laughs> space. Yeah. And what's the number one cause of divorce? I don't know. What's the number one cause of divorce? Marriage. Marriage. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw that one coming. <laughs> Booyah! 636 of Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by the Dowd Insurance Agencies. Insurance savings with local service at Dowd.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Apparently there is a uh, house fire in Enfield, uh, which would normally have been covered by 22 News, is uh, being covered by their sister station, WTNH. We don't have any information right now. It wouldn't normally it be would covered, never be by, covered by them. They, they are, they're constantly doing this. The day of that crash where the, uh, the postman was killed. Uh, also, and that was right on the Longmeadow line. That was also reported by uh, WTNH. Well, I guess uh, sometimes you got to go uh, ask your friends to help you out. Well, your 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 step uh, step siblings, right? Did yeah, you see but, it's, but it's so much more inconvenient for the ones in New Haven to come to Enfield to cover a story. Seemingly, seemingly. Did you see what street this was on or anything? Uh, Laurel Park. Laurel Park. Yeah, okay. which is down off of uh, Pearl Street. Uh, in an interview with News Nation, the Laundry family attorney spoke out Thursday against the idea that his clients planted Brian Laundry's remains and personal items law enforcement found in a Florida reserve. Do you really think the Laundries had skeletal remains of their son, you know, in a plastic bag and brought them to the present uh, site? Uh, Steve Bertolino said on News Nation on Thursday. Well, Do you realize how ludicrous that is? How aggravating? How maddening it is to even hear those things? It is Halloween. Yeah, yeah, but even that's you know. a little much. Laundry was found dead Wednesday after a manhunt that lasted 34 days. His body was identified yesterday. He was a person of interest in the death of Gabby Petito, his girlfriend, and was indicted on a charge that he used her debit card after she died. During that time, online sleuths and experts have tried to piece together clues about how Petito died. Oh, well, then what, they'll solve it. And where Laundry uh, could have been hiding. Those, but, uh, those online sleuths. Are uh, pretty yeah. good. And Dog the Bounty Hunter didn't get his uh, day. Yeah, either. it's too bad. Which I really, I, I really expected more out of the dog. Well, I was, I was watching some FBI investigator talk about that the other day, and he was saying this guy could hinder the investigation completely. Of course, he could. If he starts messing around, asking questions, and then, you know, maybe even slipping up a bit mm -hmm. about information to the family. Yeah. Or the family could also uh, screw up the investigation because they continually put themselves in the middle of it. And the the thing I find interesting too is they they say that they say that what they found was a portion of his skull, mm. and um, you know obviously you have to do DNA through that, and then they positively identified him, and this piece of the skull was found in approximation to a backpack and, and other items that belong to him. But what they also have said is that we've searched this area before, but it was previously underwater. And he could have been eaten by an alligator. Exactly. That's yeah. probably what happened is that animals probably got him and 
then when the water receded, yeah. there's the bones. And he may have very well killed himself, too. He could have. Yeah. yeah. We'll find but, out all that out. Like, even the sheriff was saying, you know, when we searched this, you know, you're talking alligators, you're talking rattlesnakes, water moccasins. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the concept of the online sleuth mm-hmm. is becoming uh, pretty weird to me. Because, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I can understand, you know, following a, a story online and and everything but you know it does take a certain leap between being a casual reader of a blog to someone who is now creating content based upon the evidence as they see it we were watching uh this documentary the other day about uh about the the death of uh Brittany murphy it's actually a pretty interesting two-part documentary and they're t- I think and, I've seen it, but remind me, who was she? So she was an actress. She was in um, Clueless and a bunch of other things. She was a very good actress, but, uh, you know, she married this guy. He was kind of a dirtbag, and she uh, she wound up dying. So uh, so the, the point I'm trying to get at is there's, there's a bunch of women who are online. This is what they do. They talk about this case. They get through all of the uh, the evidence while simultaneously applying makeup as they do it. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, the best investigators in the history of the world have always tried to figure out how can I apply mascara and investigate at the same time. Yeah. Well, that's these, a good approach. These, these women have figured it out, taken hundreds of years. I would, th- I would think the FBI would probably uh, want to adopt that approach. You know, why, well, why, why just investigate? When you can also look good and uh, and apply the uh, rouge you know, properly. I see your tongue-in-cheek argument here. Uh, you no why just investigate yeah. when you can also defoliate? Exfoliate. 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 <laughs> you don't want to defoliate. <laughs> you don't ever defoliate. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Okay. Not, no, on a, not on a YouTube I, channel. I had a, good, I had a good saying. I just misrepresented <laughs> it. No, Sorry. But, but uh, you know, it's kind of funny, Bax, that you would say that because, uh, you know, are you really open to the idea of people doing things on their own, like these internet's online sleuths, or are you just being sarcastic when you say that? No, I'm just saying that it's it's. There were like four different women who were doing this, right? Mm. So it wasn't like you know, like someone had a unique idea and ran with it. It's like they all had this idea and they all ran with it, and none of it is helping the investigation. Yeah, but if I want right. to look, but, but if I want you, to look pretty at night, you I, are a huge proponent of these alternative facts that you talk about all the time about how well it could be. Uh, it's it's only seen in the way that you see them. You have this argument with John all the time about, yeah. right, John? Uh, help yes. me out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying. It's, I'm trying to, to- take this in a in a different direction here. The these online sleuths and. We talked about that case that they showed on TV of the hotel in uh, Los Angeles where the girl... Uh, was found in the water tank? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, are these online sleuths getting inside information, or are they only working off of the information that is publicly released on the Internet? Because told- if that were the case, online sleuths wouldn't even be able to solve a bicycle theft in West Springfield. It really depends on the individual, because there are some people that... You know, do have you know inside information, and they and they, and they're pretty close to where the investigation is is going, even though they're not involved in the investigation. But there's a lot of nutcases out there that are providing you know faulty information, and and people are believing them. Mm. And and, yeah. you know, and we've seen you know in local stories where you know someone may be falsely implicated in in a situation, only to find out many years later when the uh, the cold case has been uh, figured out that the person that everybody thought it was wasn't the guy. 
Oh man, that just happened on uh, what? What the hell was I watching there? Compl- oh, uh, this show, this show on Netflix called Clickbait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I haven't seen it yet, but oh, I, I, very good. Yeah, very good. What's it about? Uh, it's about people getting accused of things that they didn't do that appear to have been done on the internet by people who are able to manipulate the internet. It's uh, it's very interesting. That sounds pretty interesting. It's very, it, yeah. it is cool. Uh, two bears were seen Tuesday morning eating some goes. pumpkins in a Westfield resident's yard. Now you're talking about the animal, or are you just talking like two very burly, muscular uh, men? No, two uh, two animal bears. There's Shocking. nothing muscular about porn bears. The 22 News viewer that shared the video said the bears were spotted in their yard Tuesday morning on Southwick Road. The two bears fight over a pumpkin before one gives up and attempts uh, to eat another pumpkin in the yard. Eat another pumpkin? <laughs> yeah. How are they going to eat another pumpkin? Well, they're going to eat one. Yeah. Each one to each yeah. other. Black bears are out looking for food before they settle in their dens for the winter in the next few weeks. So uh, the Mass uh, Conservation Department. Fish police. Is, yeah, fish police are telling people, put that stuff away. But I don't want to bring a, a carved out jack-o'-lantern back into my house. I'm watching that with that dog you don't. I'm watching yeah. the video. It's like one of them yelled at the other one, and then they both ran towards a tree. And then uh, one wandered off, and the other one went back to the pumpkin. Yeah. That's kind of cool to watch in your yard, though. Uh, Dens in Massachusetts are considered uh, as brush piles under fallen trees, a jumble of rocks, and a mountain laurel or rose thickets. Oh, yeah. Mm. The other other one now went over to to another pumpkin. So now they each have one to each. (laughs) You know... uh, Bear dens are not like they were on the uh, on the Bugs Bunny cartoons. No, no, they I don't have like libraries this, or this big, or easy chairs. Well, right? not even that, but just the idea that it was a bigger cave than what they are. Right. They're really just holes in the ground. Yeah, they're oh, not, yeah. uh, they're not uh, these elaborate uh, penthouses. If I you was will. always kind of surprised that Yogi and Boo Boo had their own separate twin beds. I thought they were, I thought they had bunk beds. Oh no, they were separate twin beds. Separate twin in beds. the same room, right? In the same room. Yeah. yeah. In the same room? Mm-hmm. They didn't have separate rooms. Very much like Bert and Ernie. Not that I'm suggesting oh, anything going yeah, on. please. They had separate beds. going on. No, it's not. Oscar wasn't the only one in the can. Stop it. What's wrong a, with you? A uh, poll earlier this week found that sitting in traffic is the number one thing we're annoyed about. Coming back now as, that things are opening back up. Now, that a, now a separate survey looked at how much time we saved by not having to commute. The average employee saved 252 hours by working from home and not having to drive into work every day. Yeah. Well, it must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice well, to have saved all that time. It was. I, I enjoyed it. And, you know, thankfully, I'm not among the people who had to drive during during rush hour. Um, but, yeah, people, uh, people saved a lot of time. You know, speaking of which, and not to change the subject, because it's really not, but there, there's an article on Mass Live this morning that says that the Mass DOT is beginning a pilot program, and it's only on I-93, and it's only uh, between uh, Somerville and uh, I-95, where buses will be allowed to use the breakdown lane to travel. 
That's I a, saw this is that. like remember when uh, Peter Pignelli years ago told us about how buses were better than trains, mm-hmm. and, and we were like, "Well, I don't understand. If there's an accident, what's a bus going to do? Hover over the the to the stopped traffic? Well, now if this experiment goes, they will be given the uh, breakdown lane. What happens when a car breaks down? Then a the bus break- has to move over into the right lane and then move back again after it passes the obstruction. The question is, is what happens when the state police or an ambulance have to get through mm-hmm. and the bus is in the breakdown lane? Well, then the uh, the ambulance will just have to wait. Yes, well, tell that to the people in the back of the ambulance that are waiting to be taken to the hospital. Hey, All right, listen. but if there's, a, if there's an accident on the... Uh, just explain it, I'm just I'm a little lost here. If it's an accident and everything is over on the breakdown lane, why would the bus go into the breakdown lane? Well, the bus would have already been in the breakdown lane. The bu- the idea is that the bus, it's like an HOV lane on the right side. Right. And uh, and the bus will be using the breakdown lane. Okay. But it's, but- it's a stupid idea. All right, it's it's crazy. I, I, what's the confusion? The confusion is if the if the bus is on the breakdown lane, it's probably already gotten past the accident. Uh, what? I'm what I'm tr- what I'm trying to say is if if there's an accident, it's on the breakdown lane, and the bus is, then goes into the breakdown lane. Why would it get into the breakdown lane unless it's past the accident? Everything is it would be going into like the worst part of where the traffic would be. Well, you're assuming that the accident's in the breakdown lane. The accident could be in the travel lane. Okay. Then if it's in the travel lane, then he's not going to be in the way in that case. So what would be the problem? Well, it's a shakedown, breakdown, takedown. Everybody <laughs> wants into the crowded line. Breakdown, takedown. You busted. There you go. Thank you. Uh, your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 67. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 59. It is 60 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 in the Clash on Rock 102. Partly to mostly cloudy today with a high of uh, 67. A little bit cooler tomorrow, only going up to 59. It's already 58 right now in downtown Springfield. So, uh, told a story yesterday of my attempt on Wednesday to go down to Connecticut and give a shot to the online gambling that is now legal in Connecticut through either Mohegan Sun, which is actually through FanDuel, or uh, Foxwoods, which even after a second day, I'm still not convinced that Foxwoods allows real money gambling Unless they're referring to real money as coins. Yeah, but you went to the off-track off, back, uh, off track betting site of the McDonald's uh, parking lot. Yes, that's where I went. And uh, that's where I went again yesterday. Now, in signing up for Mohegan Sun two days ago, I'm told that the mistake I made, and this does make sense, for whatever reason, it should have been common sense, for whatever reason, I put my mother's address in there because I stupidly thought a Connecticut address was necessary. It's only that you have to play in Connecticut. You don't have to live in Connecticut. So when whatever they use to verify information showed that I did not, in fact, still live in my childhood home in Enfield, it told me that it was not able to finish my identification process and that I would have to contact them. Because of the conflicting information you were given? Pro- because of the conflicting information I gave them. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. Um, so I also was on Wednesday 
uh, I asked to speak to an agent. And I then, you know, I asked the robot chat thing to let me speak to an agent. And it immediately said, uh, don't go anywhere. An agent will be with you shortly. And there was no indication of progression in the waiting for an agent. Yesterday, when I did it again, uh, for some reason this time, when I said I wanted to speak to an agent, it said, okay, an agent will be with you and you are 80th in line. And it gave me a <laughs> countdown of how many more people were in front of me. And it actually didn't take very long. It was probably less than 15 minutes before I went from 80th to, 80th to 1st. The problem then was that I was able to text twice to the human that I was actually speaking with before I was disconnected. And then when I tried again, I was now 99th in line, uh, and I gave up. But um, I did come back to it again later and actually got through uh, to, to the point of putting my ATM card in it, the number, the information, okay, and making a deposit of $100 into an online account. Gotcha. Then hitting the button to start gambling, hitting the button to play blackjack, and then getting a message that said location restricted, and it didn't let me play. So restricted I, for what? I don't know. There was no explanation. It simply said in a red bar, location restricted. And I immediately got a refund of my $100, and I went home. Now, from the story I told the day before uh, about trying to get through this whole process, I had mentioned that in my first attempt, it asked me for the last four digits of my Social Security number. And that is also where I included my mother's address. Okay. So it kicked back and said, um, because we're having difficulty, we need your entire social security number. And I provided that because I'm thinking to myself, first of all, this is an app that I got through the Apple store. And secondly, it's a it's a, an app that will require the exchange of money. Either I have to put money in it or it's going to pay me money. And at some point, my social security number is going to be necessary. <laughs> so we got into this conversation on the air yesterday. And then I wrote a nutshell email to Steve Weissman saying, if you didn't hear this this morning, here's what happened. And I put it in a nutshell. Okay. He wrote back. He said, I did hear that conversation this morning. He said, my wife was also listening as well. And she immediately agreed with Bax that you shouldn't have given the last four digits of your social security number. However, in this instance, it's a bit more complicated than it initially appears. First, oh, he says, first, you were smart not to use the public Wi-Fi. Never use public Wi-Fi for any communication that could contain sensitive material. Uh, but if you are going to use public Wi-Fi, you should use a virtual private network, which will encrypt it. Blah, 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 blah. As for providing the last four digits of your social security number, online casinos are required to report winnings over $600 to the IRS, so they need your social security number to do so. In addition, the casinos use your social security number to verify the age of the person seeking to gamble to make sure minors are not violating the law. Interestingly, the last four digits of your social security number, when matched with other personal information about you, 
will enable the casino to determine your full social security number. And scammers can also do the same thing. The fact that you provided your social security number to the Mohegan Sun app does not trouble me. What does give me some concern is whether or not you provided that information to Mohegan Sun or a scammer who set up a phony app. Even though the major legitimate app stores do a pretty good job, including Apple, of vetting phony apps, they are far from perfect and many banking Trojans have made their way to legitimate app stores resulting in people being scanned. Okay. So And that he's I mean he's basically said that in other interviews that we've had him on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, know, all, you know all those things. But you know but even still, you know because you don't know the originating source of any app you may have used or even the website could have been a phony website, may not have been, who knows. You know, the moment you give that information, you are you know you're still kind of opening up yourself to potential harm mm-hmm. using a social security number, even the last four numbers. Yeah, the most uh, he went on to say the most prudent thing you the most prudent thing to do would be to confirm that you have the correct legitimate app for Mohegan Sun. You could do this on the phone or legitimate websites of either FanDuel or Mohegan Sun. Now, see that's the other thing too that I described uh, two days ago. The Mohegan Sun website is operated by FanDuel. Uh, that's the most prudent thing to do, or rather the most prudent thing to do would have been to confirm that you had the correct app before providing sensitive information. However, all being said, you're probably safe. Um, So yesterday, now I have this new issue. I'm in Enfield. I'm well into Enfield. I'm at least two or 300 yards Mm -hmm. into Enfield by being at that McDonald's. I don't know why it said location restricted. I considered for a moment driving a couple of miles south further into Enfield and trying it again. But at that point, I was so disgusted, I I just went home. I don't understand why it would say uh, location restricted. Would it be something that McDonald's would restrict you from? I I don't see how. Well, I mean, think of it this way. If I'm not on their network. Okay. All right. So there you go. There's yeah. there's my answer. Because yeah. if you were here and right. you were trying to gamble mm-hmm. online, there are restrictions on our uh, yep. on our network yeah. which would prevent you from doing that. But if it weren't for the fact that I'm buried in the bowels of the building and barely get a signal anyway, right? If I tried to do it on my phone, if we were in Connecticut, then it would work because I wouldn't be on the Rock 102 network, and and I wasn't. Uh, on the McDonald's network either. So, and I don't know why it doesn't offer you an explanation. To just simply say location restricted without an explanation is not really uh, very uh, an incentive right. to uh, to gamble online. Uh, well, you know, again, I, I don't... If you were going to gamble in Connecticut, it just makes more sense to just go down to Mohegan no, or Foxwoods. I mean, yeah, you know, no, that's why they've created online gambling. Yeah, I know, but but short of that, until you can prove that the system will work for you, then you either wait for it to well, come here to Massachusetts, or you continue to have the problem no matter where you go in in, in Connecticut. But you said for the system to work for you. See, that's my problem. Those are the things that always happen to me. If I were standing next to somebody else, probably who also was using their phone, I bet if I were, if ten of us were standing together, I bet seven of us 
would have had no problem getting in. And I, of course, would be among the 30% that could not. If Just I, because that's my life story. Sure. And if I hadn't seen that exact thing happen with my own eyes time and time again, I would say, oh, no, I'm sure it's not just you. But, yeah, no, it probably is just you. It might be. Because you're the only person I've ever known where that's happened. Yeah, who fails at nearly everything he tries, technologically or mechanically. Yeah. So, Oh, uh, I wouldn't even limit it just to those things. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd branch out a little yeah, bit if yeah. I were you. Uh, so, again, I, you know, the, Mohi- the, uh, the Foxwoods one... Unless they're calling your real money coins, I was confused because, A, it never got to a point of asking me for a credit card or debit card number, and uh, B, even when I went to the uh, frequently asked questions and the very first one says, uh, click on the sign-in button or click on the sign-up button, there is no sign-up button. I can't find the sign-up button. And it's not like – and you, you would think that the, 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 the frequently asked questions would give you the hyperlink to say, here's where you can sign up. Would it be just easier to download FanDuel or uh... – I tried that too. Um, and they only allow it in, I think, five states – I don't remember what the states were, but it did not include Connecticut. So it yes, did not. I did, and actually, it wasn't FanDuel. Uh, I I googled uh, online casinos, and I took the top one, the highest rated one, the one that had the best uh, reviews, and that's when I got the. You can only do it in these states, and Connecticut was not included. Yeah, let's see, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't understand any of that because yeah, know. Um, you know, it seems to me that if you're in Connecticut. And you have the opportunity to do it, you shouldn't be dis- restricted. All right. Well, now here's an interesting text, and I don't know if this person is right or not. If you're trying to do it with a credit card issued by a bank in Massachusetts, they will not allow it. The credit card has to originate from Connecticut. That don't. I, that, that doesn't. I, I, I don't, don't know. think that's true. I mean, you know, it's a it's a national bank. Yeah. And, and I understand that you know you're not paying a, you're not paying a local branch for that credit card. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. See, that's the other problem. Everybody's got their <clears throat> not opinions, but you know everybody uh, has separate information. I, I don't. I don't. I'm I'm getting the point. I'm getting the the hint that maybe I'm not destined to be online gambling. It's seven twenty five with Bax and O'Brien of Rock one hundred two. It's seven twenty nine with Bax and O'Brien of Rock one hundred two. Uh, really nice day today. So, uh, it will also be a really nice evening tonight. Uh, if you're going to head down to Oktoberfest at the fort to either check out Aquanet or, uh, Southern rain today is the only day in the seven day forecast that does not have the possibility of rain except Southern rain, uh, in the forecast. What's it looking like for tomorrow? Uh, chance of showers. So it probably still will be nice, uh, for the Savage brothers. Um, but uh, then, yeah, every day after that, it's they're all chance of rains. None of the days appear to be uh, a rain out. But yeah. tonight, man, and, and and don't forget, because this is the first time and only time, they're going to have two bands because they're making up for last week's rain out. So Aquanet will go on at 5.30, play till 7 o'clock, and then Southern Rain will play from 7 to 10 because it was Southern Rain's gig to begin with. Right. They were just good enough to be able to squeeze in Aquanet. Thank but, you God. know, the thing is, <laughs> last weekend, is that you know, the, the forecast was calling for like 80% rain. Mm-hmm. And I think it rained for all like uh, 6.8 seconds. 
Well, and the problem also is that when it says 80% chance of rain, that doesn't mean for 80% of the day. It just means it's possible it'll rain for 80 there's an 80% chance it will rain at some point. The other problem is bands and and uh, venues, outdoor venues, have to agree that at a certain time on the day of the event, it can be called for weather. And oftentimes it's many hours before, like maybe 2 p.m. And my understanding is for this particular show, it was noon. And yeah. at noon, the forecast for 7 p.m., was that it was going to be pouring by 7 p.m. It was barely raining. Yeah, it was. So, uh, it was. It was fine. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, they had to make a, cho- a decision right. that I understood, but it's just a shame they had to uh, to postpone it. But yeah. tonight you got two bands, so it's going to be a great night. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and Aquanets. Uh, you know, I don't know how many of those great tall tunes they can get in in an hour and a half. Yep. But, uh, I'm Probably sure none. The big ones. Probably none. The big. The big hits. It's 7:31. News is next. A Rock 102. Hey, Dave, for Max and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bex. Uh, Western Mass News went out and was trying to get answers yesterday after a train accident Wednesday on Boldock Lane in Chicopee. The accident is drawing more attention to an ongoing trespassing problem uh, that Western Mass News has been exclusively following for years. But years. They have, they have years. No oh they yeah, have, they have no answers. To no, they of course they don't. I didn't realize either. The <laughs> the, uh, the man did suffer life threatening injuries. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday, a man was struck by an Amtrak train. And unfortunately, this is not the first incident on Bulldog Lane. The railroad track serves a, as a cut through for many people throughout the city. People cross so often that there's a clear beaten path to get right up to the tracks. There was a uh, heavy police presence on Wednesday just before 3 p.m. on Boldock Lane in Chicopee after someone was hit by an Amtrak train who was trespassing on the tracks. Amtrak confirmed that the victim is 31-year-old James Hebert of Chicopee. Uh, he was taken to the hospital with those life-threatening injuries. Uh, they did talk to other people. They even talked to uh, Ward 3 City Councilor Lucian Galecki. Oh, wow. Well, oh, fantastic. Well, this men. is a dangerous situation, and uh, it would need to be blocked off completely. I'm surprised he didn't go... Well, uh, you know, if you hadn't been walking across those tracks, that would have never have happened to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> that Good was point. the thing that he'd said, you know, about the other yeah, things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's the thing. The train tracks block usually ways to get to another, easy, easy ways to get to another place. Of course. Right. And, uh, and and that's why, don't they usually build fences on either side? Well, yeah, but there were... They were noting in the story that there's a hole in the fence and there's a beaten path up to the tracks. A beaten so, path. A beaten path. Hmm. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, you got to put more fencing up, I guess, or something. Um, but, I mean, it's not electric fencing. People could still cut it or climb it. Well, you um, put barbed wire on the top. Oh, no, Steve. You know, I, uh, years ago, I remember being on uh, at, like, the campus at Bridgewater State, and there's, a, there's, a, there's train tracks that run through the middle of that campus, and we were always told you can't cross the tracks because it's – it's trespassing. That's that, is that true everywhere? You mean, you mean the Bridgewater State Mental Hospital? No, college. Oh, uh, it's not true everywhere. It's not they, true. They just everywhere. don't have the they don't have the money to put up all that infrastructure. All right, because I mean they had a like, they had like a like a walkway that went over the tracks. Yeah, and uh, that's probably in the more busier areas. Like they yeah. got one in. Don't they have that one in Springfield that was never working for the longest time? The well, elevator. That's right. Inside? Yeah, yeah. Right. But they also I told you. 
<coughs> excuse me, I told you about this for the 9-11 memorial ceremony. Amtrak wasn't going to let the city open the entrance to Riverfront Park right there at the bottom of State Street so that people could walk across the tracks to get to the park. It's generally it is a closed gate. You know, if you went there today, <laughs> even at noon, the gate would be closed. Um, the entrance to Riverfront Park is a little bit north where you have to go under the railroad tracks. But, you know, when they have a major event or, or the 4th of July fireworks, they usually get Amtrak to grant them permission. But the Amtrak wasn't was like it took last minute uh, negotiations of some kind. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think also, you know, uh, the other day <laughs> when they had that story about uh, State and Chestnut. Mm-hmm. And and you know what can they do to make that safer because people are getting hit by cars. The only thing I can think of there is another one of those walkovers. Well, yeah, yeah, flyover. But yeah. I don't know how you're going to prevent people from still crossing the street before the walkover. Um, you know, people might just decide I don't want to walk up that far or I got to well, cross. Well, you know, one of the problems with a lot of those walkovers is, and I, and I know, like the one um, at Bridgewater was like this. It's actually a longer walk to use the walkover than it is just right. to go the straight that, line I, over I was, the tracks. I yeah. was just going to say that. That's uh, and what you just said, John, about the, you know people are crossing. It's not directly at that intersection because right. there is a crosswalk there. Yep. Right. It's the people that are going. Well, you know what? I'm not going to walk all the way down to that crosswalk. Right. I'm just going to cross right here, yep. right in front of this building, where right in front of this bus. See me. Right in front of this bus with no looking driver. Yeah, so yeah. there is uh, there is pedestrian responsibility. Oh yeah, most of the time it's pedestrian uh, fault. Uh, I don't know about that. I would say so. I'd say most of the people who get hit there are jaywalking. Jaywalking? Yeah, that's right. Jaywalking. That's what it's called when you don't cross at the intersection. What about John walking? There's no that. That's the, that no, doesn't what's, even make sense. What's Jay. the problem with this Jay fella? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Turner's Falls drivers got a taste yesterday of what life would be like with only one working bridge in town. With the General Pierce Bridge over Montague City closed and Turner's Falls Road temporarily shut down for uh, pre-paving milling work, the only means of egress from... Uh, egress. Uh, egress. Don't tell me how to talk. It's, it's, a, it's a, also a bird in Florida. That's an egret. No. no, no, no. That's when you do something that you wish you hadn't. Like be on this show. That's a regret. <laughs> uh, anyway, Turner's Falls to uh, Greenfield was the Gill Montague Bridge. The result was a rush hour traffic bottleneck, which had cars backed up from the Gill side of the bridge to the center of downtown Turner's. My God, that had to be feet. Steve, if you want to do small-town news, yeah, uh, I saw this on Mass Live this morning. A section of Route 5 in Hatfield was closed to traffic in both directions as uh, officials investigated the source of a gas leak. Nobody cares about Hatfield. Some houses in the vicinity had been evacuated as a precaution. No additional evacuations are planned. Paragraph 3. Route 5 is the main road running through the center of town and connecting Northampton and Deerfield. Shut the wow. front door. I know. I when, know. Did they, when did they decide that? Everyone thought it was something different. <laughs> you're gonna. Next thing you're going to tell me is that route, same Route 5 will take you all yeah. the way into Longmeadow. It, it was, uh, I thought it was very funny when I saw that. Now, wouldn't it be crazy if that Route 5 went all the way to Vermont? 
I that would be if it does. That would be bananas. Really? Uh-huh. Really? Mm-hmm. What about going through Bernardston? It it does that too. Does it go yeah. right into the right on the state line? Does it border the state line it, of Vermont it, and it, Massachusetts? It, it does. It does. Hmm. Yeah, no. That's interesting. It, it is hard to imagine. Uh, if you don't know where your onions are from, throw them away. The CDC and P says they are linked. To, they have linked fresh whole onions to a growing salmonella outbreak. In a food safety alert Wednesday, the CDC said that 652 people have been infected with salmonella in 37 states as of October 18th. The outbreak has thus far caused 129 hospitalizations, but no deaths as case uh, numbers rises. How long will it take for a uh, a, uh, a vaccine? Uh, not long enough. I don't know, but I think we're all stuck in our houses for a year. Yeah, right. Red, white, and yellow onions imported from Chihuahua, Mexico. I believe that's pronounced Chihuahua. Whatever, dude. Uh, Is that how the French say it down there? Uh, Yes, uh, they do. Which is uh, distributed by ProSource Inc., which is based in Haley, Idaho, are connected to the outbreak. So if you don't know where they came from, throw them away. Well, they came from the ground. Yes, they did. Do onions grow on the ground? Is that how? Yeah, they do. They're not uh, like onion trees. No, very pretty. Yeah, I thought. uh, (laughs) No, those are lemon trees. I thought they were grown on the Trail of Tears because uh, you were crying. uh, No, no, they grow right in the ground. Lemon tree was also, by the way, the uh, secret word, along with tippy toe, for uh, the arrival of uh, I believe it was Jerry's girlfriend coming back. No, it was George's coming back into the room. Is that is that what it was? Yeah, because uh, they were trying to swap out the uh, answering machine tape because George had left a message he regretted. Yeah. So it was either tippy toe or lemon tree. That's right. Uh, a guy near Toronto got pulled over Wednesday for driving while playing a flute with both hands. Oh, it's very Ian Anderson of you. The skin one? No, no. the musical one. He was uh, sitting in a red light playing along to a song on his iPod. Then the light changed. Was it, he, was it locomotive breath? I, that's what I want to know, but they I don't know. say what it is. Then, I love the I, I love the uh, the sound. Who, who is that? Ian, Ian, Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson. The sound of him trying to inhale very quickly. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's kind of cool. I, I love that. That's kind of uh, like on an acoustic guitar when your finger squeaks against the, the strings. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. like a cool part. Uh, then the light changed and he continued to play as he started driving again. Some uh, cops happened to be out doing distracted driving enforcement oh, and pulled boy. him over. They posted a photo of the flute, which was made of wood, not metal. A wood flute? Yeah. You're going to be careful of splinters. It's a uh, South American quina flute, mm. which are wouldn't played they, uh, vertically, more like a recorder. Wouldn't a basic, I was going to say, wouldn't a basic recorder be more driver friendly? Yeah, uh, only Because you can play that with only one hand. By the way, locomotive breath is usually in the encore uh, for Aquanet. It is not. It is. They don't play any Jethro Tull. Uh, they weren't able to provide the name of the song he was playing along to, but they uh, gave him a ticket and told him not to flute and drive again. It's probably Color My World. He's driving for <laughs> six yeah. miles. Eight. That song. I know. I, I know. But that just, song with a passion. A, and anybody who requests that at the was my parents' wedding anniversary song. And I was like, your parents have horrible taste in music. And they're probably divorced anyway. Oh, Look at them. They're God. sitting on separate sides of the room. That song sucks so bad. Was well, that it's probably like, a good song to learn the flute. Was by. that like the Brian Adams Everything I Do of the Day when it came out? Uh, Steve, I don't Because I, it seems like more than uh, enough people have yeah. chosen that as an anniversary song. It's a beautiful song. It is, uh, Steve. I don't know what uh, what your hang-up 
about that it's one. It's a is. piece of shiznit is what it is. What well, did you call it? A piece of shiznit. It emits a foul and An offensive, offensive order. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm having a hard time finding that online. Thank God for that. Yes. Which is why we should just go into the forecast, uh, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Uh, it's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 67. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 59. It's 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, and it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted. And that's Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Decorating with pumpkins is fun, but decorating with pumpkins and mums? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 755 in Bon Jovi. On Rock 102. I wonder what it's like to be a former heartthrob. Uh, well, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I said heartthrob, not heartburn. There you go. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, not that John Bon Jovi's not still a good-looking guy, but, you know, he's married, probably doesn't take advantage of the, the, the women who may or may not be throwing themselves at his feet now like they did back in the 80s. Well, most but, of the women who throw himself at his feet now have to be helped up and put in traction. Well, that that may be true, uh, although they could also be young and spry still at this point. But, uh, you know, you, you, obviously you settle into life and you you get married and you have kids mm -hmm. and, and everything changes. But uh, but yet it's the other way around. Remember, remember when we did the interview with the guy... Who took over for Brad Delp in Boston? He had been a, credit, a Home Depot. Yeah, he was a credit manager at a Home Depot, like in Oklahoma, I think. Right. You know, in his forties with a wife and kids, and then all of a sudden he's a rock star. You know, the exact opposite of the way it normally goes. And, and now he's back at Home Depot. I'm I'm guessing he's uh, divorced. Probably doesn't have custody of the kids. <laughs> and. And he's being sued by his ex-wife. I'm sure all that Boston money is long gone. That was a, that was quite a while ago. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, listen. You know, like yes, some men age very very well, mm -hmm. and others simply don't. Now, a guy like John Bon Jovi, that guy's going to look great until he's in his 80s. Sure, you but know, he's, but he's aged out of the heartthrob mentality. You know, you know, to me, oh, like one guy. Who like held on to his looks like forever and like overnight, boom, it was gone. Uh, Robert Plant. Robert Plant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That guy looks so good uh, in his forties and fifties, and soon as his late sixties and early seventies rolled around, is like, "Yep, well, Bobby, what happened? What happened? You were you Flew were too close to the sun. He must have been. I don't know. It I'm, did. It looked like his face melted. It was literally overnight. Yeah, between looking fantastic well, for his age and looking like he's he's worth for wear. Well, uh, you know, and it wasn't overnight, but I think it was probably one of those things where you didn't see a lot of interviews with him for. It might have even been a couple of years, and then all of a sudden, you know, here he is back on the scene again, and you're like, oh, whoa, wait a minute, what happened? Well, you know Somebody what I think, needs to do some ironing here. You, you know what I think happened? You know, the media can be so deceitful sometimes. You know, they'll have interviews with Robert Plant, and they see what he looks like today, and they said, there's got to be an old picture we can yeah, post instead. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, you know, just to be kind to the guy, at the very least gave us an interview. Yep, there's a lot of people like, uh, I believe uh, Mayor Winningham was another one. Yeah, but I'm talking about men here. Yeah, 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 yeah. well. Mayor, right. <laughs> I don't uh. even know if Mayor Winningham <laughs> ever rose to the heartthrob status well, that know. she may have wanted at some point in her career, but never quite reached there. I'm it, glad I just wasn't burdened with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, believe me, you wouldn't want it. No. Nah. It's, it's too much of a, it's, it's, it's too much to shoulder. Too 
Got to change. Got to change my phone number, man. Chicks. <laughs> your phone number. Your wardrobe. You got to yeah. wear a mustache. Seven fifty nine. A rock one hundred two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when I was but a young and impressionable college student back in the day, my only form of transportation was to take a city bus or not go anywhere. Oftentimes, I chose to stay put or I walked to my various destinations. You see, I did not have a car, nor did I have money to park one, thereby making pedestrian travel an absolute necessity, both physically and financially. Today, however, any young man between the ages of 18 to 22 that's blessed with athletic skill and a free college scholarship can enjoy any number of high-end performance vehicles at his disposal. For example, this week, incoming five-star basketball recruit Ty Ty Washington out of the University of Kentucky has just received a brand spanking new pearly white Porsche Cayenne SUV valued at over $80,000 as part of a name, image, and likeness endorsement deal with a nearby car dealership. Now, as you know, these NIL deals are popping up all over the place after it was determined that the NCAA could no longer prevent the student-athlete from enjoying all the spoils of a potentially lucrative sponsorship. In this case of uh, Ty Ty Washington, he's an 18-year-old kid who just got himself an $80,000 car to attend a school that cost everybody else $50,000 a year in out-of-state tuition, room, board, and fees. Does anybody sponsor my children to go to college? You're looking at them. Listen, I'm sure Ty Ty Washington is a terrific young round ball phenom, but if your kid is in college to learn stuff rather than to score 20 points per game, then it's hard for me to fully endorse the fairness of this particular endorsement structure. My kids will be forced to buy books, study things, and graduate. They will then spend the rest of their lives being hounded by their alumni association to make financial donations three times a year. Ty Ty Washington, if he's good enough, could enter the NBA draft before the expiration of his bumper-to-bumper warranty. I think what I'm trying to say is that my daughters would be more than happy and available to field endorsement opportunities of their own, and it certainly would cost you a whole lot less than the price of a high-priced SUV that you're never going to take off-road in a million years. Just saying. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. In October 1926, Rocco Rocky Falcone opened up a hardware store on Main Street in Springfield. Rocky's Hardware. People bought ladders and kitchen faucets and wheelbarrows and shovels. Today, 37 Rocky stores still run 95 years later by the Falcone family and their indispensable team of employees. Where's your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware? Right around the corner. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 814 and the Scorpions on Rock 102. Uh, you know who does a good version of that? Uh, Aquanet. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Just saying. Yeah, I know. Just I know. saying. Be a big show tonight at the uh, the Student Prince. Only 90 minutes, though. Uh, so, you know, I, I wonder sometimes, would it be better to play twice as many songs but only play half of them? Or play just as many songs, uh, half the number of songs, but play the full version of it? Um, Play half as many but the full version. Yeah, I'm not a fan of medleys usually. Yeah, that's but, why uh, if, you, if you if you cut half of it off, it's going to sound like an extended medley. Yeah, nobody I wants know. that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and now live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's open, open live. live. Friday. 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 
877-293-1021. That's the number for Open Line Friday. Again, keep your hate speech and your filthy language and put it on somebody else's show. You're not going to do it here and get hey, away listen, with it. In this day and age, in the last few weeks, it's the hosts that have been in more trouble than the well, listeners. that's all the more reason to make sure that we're all on the same page. All right, so the uh, the phones are already blowing up Already here. blowing They're up. They're already going. Damn. Rock, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Ralph. Hey, Ralph, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to give John a little uh, help. Um, go to the DraftKings uh, app in the App Store. Yep. It's Sportsbook. It's Sportsbook and um, Casino. It's the green and white one. There's two of them, one for fantasy, one for what you want to do, play blackjack. Put all your correct information in. It can be from Massachusetts, okay? When you um, – to deposit – you do have to be in Connecticut to deposit. Okay. When you play, you can play um, blackjack. There's a little hyperlink in gray. Like when you get on it, it'll look like it's all sports uh, betting. But there's a hyperlink for blackjack. Um, if it gives you a problem saying you're not in that geo whatever it is there, mm-hmm. hit hit retry location. Um, it'll it'll then say it'll take a few minutes. And it should pop in with, especially if you're in Enfield, um, it should pop in that you can play at that point after you deposit all your money and all that. Um, if you don't go, like you said, about one more mile south um, and try it again, it should work. You can, if you do win, you can take your money out at your house. So you can be in uh, on uh Pendleton Ave and take your money out okay. at your house there. <laughs> All right, but All it's, right. it's, it's DraftKings. DraftKings is the Foxwoods one. Oh. Don't go to the Foxwoods. Don't go to the Foxwoods websites or anything. That go directly to the DraftKings one. I did it. It's, but you got to put your correct information. Okay. You can deposit and all that. Yep. All right. Very good. All right. Finally, somebody helpful. Appreciate I'm gonna, it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that uh, maybe to, maybe later today. There you go. All right. Uh, cool. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, what's up, guys? This is John. Hey, John. What's happening? I don't much have an opinion on something. You guys can take it in or you guys can just throw it in the trash. It's totally up to you. All right. Uh, I would appreciate it if John O'Brien would stop doing the jokes of the day. <laughs> Seems to me as he just doesn't care about this company anymore and has just given a latch into his effort into this. And I, I seem to appreciate Steve's jokes a lot more. Okay, I can uh, honestly tell you right now that given your offer at the beginning, we will be throwing this idea right into the trash can. <laughs> As your joke. Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. Very good. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hello. All righty then. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Ben. How's it going? Good, Ben. What's up? I was just calling about... Uh, Yesterday, you guys were talking about getting into a venue with um, having to have vaccination and stuff. Yeah. Well, I went <clears throat> last Saturday, I went to the Xfinity Center, which John was talking about Gillette. But, you know, I mean, there are 60,000 people there to see a Slipknot show, and you had to present the vaccination card. And, you know, if not, you had to present a negative test within the past 72 hours. So 
I had a couple of people who I went with that had to rush and get a test. They got it, but it, they did accept that part digitally, but they would not accept the vaccination card digitally. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's pretty yeah. wild because, I mean, how many people took pictures of their vaccination cards because, you know, they already yeah. told you they don't want it, you know, laminated or protected anything so you could have easy access to it in case there were boosters. And now you have to present exactly. it to get into places. Hey, 60,000 people showed up at the Infinity to see Slipknot? You want to bet? I'm just asking. Well. And kill switch engage. They're from Westfield, man. Uh, there you man. go. All, All right. right. Hey, thanks for the call. Right. Thanks. Have a good one. You Wasn't too. Slipknot the one we were talking about with that documentary about Woodstock? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, I got a couple jokes that'll uh, hopefully make John's day. Okay. Okay. Let her rip. What did my grandfather, what did my grandfather say before he kicked the bucket? I don't know what. He said... I wonder what happens when I kick this bucket. Okay. <laughs> and, and there's another, another one? one? All right, yep, yep. Uh, what do you call a pile of cats? I don't know. What, what do you call a pile of cats? Uh, meowing. You didn't do it. You're not, I don't. I don't know, John. I think he's. I think that dude's knocking it right out of the park on those things. Did not make my day. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Bernie. Hi, guys. Hey, Bernie, What's up, Bernie? I was going to hold you when you were having that conversation about uh, oil. Okay. And uh, I'd like to give you a website, uh, newenglandoil.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you click on the state of Mass. You click on 13 for Hamden County. It'll give you the top 20 uh, lowest fuel prices in the area. Cool. All right. All right. We'll get on that. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, Rock 102. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, I need uh, I need Grampy to change my diaper. Okay. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Debbie. How you doing? Good, Debbie. What's up? Okay. I have a couple things. That guy that I just heard mentioning about O'Brien's jokes. Mm-hmm. I agree. He should just throw his brain into the trash. <laughs> okay. Um, because I like the jokes he's telling now. I like them a lot. You know, sometimes we just need little jokes that are kind of, you know, nerdy or whatever. But well, wait a minute. That, you're, you're confusing me. So you like the jokes or I should stop telling them? No, I like the jokes. Oh, okay. The, so the, right. guy, like the, the guy that yeah. was complaining about it should oh, be tossed in the trash. Okay. No, he, he's like, ugh. You know, he should just shut his mouth. Okay. Well, that's why we hung up on As far as O'Brien, once again, yeah, is with his mouth issue, maybe if he tries a night guard like they uh, use for snoring, mm. maybe that would help with his chewing ability. But the problem is I don't chew that much in my sleep. <laughs> I know that, but it might help <laughs> during the day. Oh, I, I see. So where it... Where it? Where it at, yeah, see... When I was a kid and I had braces, anytime they ever gave me a night guard, I always woke up with it somewhere in the bed, but not in my mouth. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, today's night guards are not exactly like the full headgear you used to wear back then. No. All right. Exactly. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you. Give it a shot. See what happens. Thank okay. you. Okay. Uh, Rock 102. Okay. Hold on a second. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Ron Tremellis. I want to say, hey, John, how's it going this morning? It's been a long time since Ron Schmelz has called in. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Look what just happened. Oh, boy. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Louis the Antichrist. Oh, oh thank Louis. goodness. What's Louis. up, Louis? 
I have some anti-jokes for you. All right. right. We're ready. What do a Jewish lawyer and a black fry cook have in common? A Jewish lawyer (laughs) and a black fry cook, what do they have in common? They both went to the same undergrad, Oregon State University. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call a can opener that does not work? (laughs) It's a broken can opener. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Johnny and Marissa are sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Okay. First comes love, then comes marriage. Then comes an abrupt extramarital affair initiated by Johnny with his secretary because he was working late nights at the office, and since Marissa hadn't touched him in years, he felt the need to explore his sexual desires. (laughs) Then came blame, then came despair, two hearts damaged beyond repair. Johnny leaves Marissa and takes the tree, (laughs) D-I-V-O-R-C-E. That's fantastic. Very good, Louie. And finally, how do you tell the difference between a good wine and a bad wine? I don't know. How do you tell the difference? Well, first, you buy three bottles of each wine you want to know about. So three (laughs) bottles of wine A, three bottles of wine B, et cetera, et cetera. It makes it more accurate. Now, number two, you make an appointment with a wine expert. You bring the wines to the expert. You let the expert try the wines. You ask what he thinks, you drive back home, and then you order the wine the expert recommended. (laughs) Thank you very much. I hope you have a great day. Oh, very good. (laughs) I might have closed with the uh, up a tree one, but that's uh, that's Louie. It's all good. That's all Louie. It's all good. It's 824 with Baxton O'Brien to Rock 102. If you're looking to switch mobile carriers, this weekend is the weekend to do it. Starting today, for three days only, get $300 off select phones from Xfinity, plus get an extra $100 back with qualifying trade only when you visit your local Xfinity store. This offer ends on Sunday, October 24th. At your local Xfinity store, the Switch Squad makes switching to Xfinity Mobile fast and easy. They're going to help you find the best data options while saving up to $400 a year on your wireless wireless bill. The Switch Squad will help you get connected to the most reliable network nationwide, and you can get 5G for no extra cost. Choose from a wide selection of phones, and they'll transfer all of your information quickly. They'll also help you uh, find the best data options while saving you up, again, to $400 a year on your wireless bill. They'll even break up with your mobile carrier for you. It's that easy. The Switch Squad at Xfinity Mobile. Restrictions apply. Compares pricing of top carriers. Xfinity Internet required. Most reliable based on root metrics you U.S. report results vary and offer ends again Sunday 10-24-21 only from Xfinity. In 2014, Bob and Kara became parents. Not long after, three became five as the family welcomed twins. And today, baby Savannah makes six. Through it all, the providers of Trinity Health of New England Women's Health have been there, delivering personalized expert care and more. In the words of dad himself, you delivered us our family and you'll always be part of it. Trinity Health of New England. Visit trinityhealthofne.org. Why does everything cost an arm and a leg? Or it's not in stock and you have to wait till the cows come home before it shows up. Well, if you need a new bath or shower... That's right, they've come home. Yankee Home, the Never Catawampus company you see on TV all the time, just got a new shipment of their most popular beautiful baths and showers. And you won't have to wait until the cows come home to take advantage of them. These beautiful bath and shower options are in stock and ready to install as soon as next week. 
This limited supply offer is first come first serve. So stop waiting till the cows come home and call Yankee Home right now. Act now and you'll also get no money down, no interest and no payments for a full year. And if you mention Moo or Rock 102, you'll also get a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. That's right, mention Moo or Rock 102 and get a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. But you must call Yankee Home right now. In the market for a new car or truck, Ford of Northampton is the place for you. They currently have a large selection of new Ford vehicles in stock, including the all-new, hard-to-find 2021 F-150 and Super Duty commercial trucks. They have dump trucks, plow trucks, super cabs, crew cabs, as well as Rocky Ridge custom 4x4s. Ford Credit will get you on the road with financing as low as 0% on select models. Visit them today for the best selection and see for yourself how they've earned their good reputation. Ford of Northampton, 968 Bridge Road or online at Ford of Northampton. Hampton.com. When the COVID pandemic began, scientists had been studying similar viruses for years, so they had a head start creating this vaccine. They also started making the vaccine early, hoping it would be approved after clinical trials found it was safe and effective. Learn more at mass.gov slash COVID vaccine. The COVID-19 vaccine doesn't contain the virus, so you can't get COVID from the shot. You may experience things like muscle aches, fever, or tiredness, but these are most likely signs that your body is building immunity to protect against the virus. Learn more at mass.gov slash COVID vaccine. Let the good times roll in the upstairs party room at Slancha. It's very private. It has its own entrance. If you're there in the daylight, like a lunch thing, it has its own spectacular view of Holyoke. If you're there after dark, it has its own bar. Are you the person in charge of planning the party? Book the upstairs room at Slancha, the Holyoke place. Everyone will love it, especially the food and the privacy. Slancha will make it so easy for you. All your favorite football action is on tap at Tap Sports Bar in MGM Springfield. Tap sports a brand new sports viewing area with multiple TVs and a 15-foot LED TV. Enjoy game day specials with Coors Light Buckets and Towers. A pick six football food special is available during all college and NFL games, which you can wash down with any of 44 different draft beer options. And as long as the weather cooperates, there's patio seating with the area's largest TV to watch all of New England's games. All at Tap Sports Bar at MGM Springfield. It's 829 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. You know, if you miss a Bax and O'Brien show, it's no big deal. You can uh, download the daily podcast on BaxandO'Brien.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Also, check out Bax's musical podcast. My guest this week has been Casim uh, Sultan from uh, Utopia, play with Meatloaf and Cheap Trick and Blue Oyster Cult and Todd Rundgren on a million different things. And on Monday, uh, I'll be uh, talking to Andrew Ferris, the co-founder and principal songwriter for the band In Excess. So that's Monday on BaxnoBrian.com. We don't have a lot of time to get into details of this, but uh, interesting article yesterday in the New York Times I was reading about um, vinyl records. Yeah. In the first six months of this year, 17 million vinyl records were sold, generating 467 million in retail revenue, double the amount from the same time last year. And now the problem is uh, the supply chain. Vinyl, uh, the parts to repair the machines that make the records, the machines that make the records, Mm -hmm. uh, all becoming very, very difficult to find and therefore... The uh, the artists are having a difficult time putting out new music, 
and uh, the record companies obviously are not making the kind of money that they were before. Right. Well, we talked demand for vinyl has gone way up. We've talked about this before. Part of the problem is when when vinyl was selling at an all time low, a lot of those factories that that pressed vinyl went out of business. Uh-huh. And some of that equipment went into the other hands of, of like like independent uh, you know vinyl pressing companies. Uh, and they are stretched beyond capacity. Like you say, it's all supply chain. And there are some artists that have been waiting nine, ten months mm. to get you know their record out because it, there's just this glut and this backlog of, of, of music that will at some point come out. But it's, it's being delayed terribly. And, and there's only so, ma- so many uh, lathes, which is the machine they use to make them, Eight records with five minutes of music per side, cut 500 times each, takes 666 hours of lathe work. Yeah. So it, it is a, it is, it's a very labor-intensive thing to do as well. Add the shortages in with it, and uh, it's kind of unfortunate timing almost. It's also why you find that sometimes like newly pressed vinyl records, newly released records... Mm-hmm. Are you know twenty five thirty bucks each? Yep. Because of the labor that that goes into you know making the the the, the vinyl platters. It's, exactly it's, what this says. A new yep. LP, especially if it's offered in eye catching colors or collector baiting design variants, can sell for twenty five dollars or more. Yeah, and, and and a lot. There's this there's this whole push for certain uh, like the the weight of a vinyl, like how many how many grams per disc. It is like the heavier it is, that's more appealing to a collector than someone who's just going to buy what you know the cheapest copy they can get. Plus, it means less pennies on the uh, needle. Yes. Well, you shouldn't have to do that either. <laughs> remember that? I, I believe me, I remember that. Did you band yours or just balance them on it? Oh no, no, no! I had Scotch tape. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. that yeah. After a while, Scotch tape loses its uh, its stickiness and. All of a sudden, you got pennies all over your records. Yeah, I like to just I like to just balance them there because then it becomes almost like a roulette wheel. Yeah, except I had the kind of record player where the arm you know goes over, knocks the platter off the yeah. magnetic arm, yeah. and then it <laughs> it's all of a sudden you're spilling pennies after every record. You can't win them all. No, you can't. We got news next to Rock 102. See dealer for details. 837 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Table and Vine. For the best deals in town and expert advice only at Table and Vine, Riverdale Street in West Springfield or online at tableandvine.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. An update on the 52 cats that were surrendered to Second Chance Animal Services in North Brookfield this week. One of those cats has given birth. Oh, just oh, what we oh, need. Perfect. More cats. More pussy cats. How many? Uh, how many in that litter? Uh, Seventeen. Second, second chance uh, said when staff came in Tuesday morning, uh, Chelsea, one of the five pregnant cats surrendered, gave birth overnight to three healthy kittens. Uh, just mm. three. Just what we needed. You, you mean say- those cats weren't uh, spayed or neutered? Well, that sounds irresponsible. Three more hungry cat mouths to feed in the ghetto. <laughs> in the ghetto. And a mama cries. <laughs> and a hungry little kitten with a runny nose plays in the streets of the cold wind blows. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. <laughs> 
Chelsea and her kittens are doing great, said Second Chance CEO Cheryl Blancato. They are now with one of our amazing fosters who put the family uh, who put the family in a playpen with everything they need. Oh, yeah, that's it. Just have more cats and everybody's going to take care of you. <sighs> Did they take the baby out? I don't I don't I don't know. I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mom has been through so much in the past days, but the foster tells us she's eating up a storm and being a good mom. Oh, that's great. That's there you just go. great. That's, that's heartwarming and, story. And now there's what? Two more pregnant mothers waiting? Yeah, two mm. more pregnant Two mothers. more unwed pregnant mothers <laughs> waiting to give birth to their kittens. The uh, narrative <laughs> that passengers watched a man rape a woman on a train in suburban Philadelphia last week uh, uh-huh. and filmed it for their own gratification instead of calling police is false. Ah! The prosecutor, <laughs> yeah, there you go. The prosecutor handling the case said Delaware County District Attorney Jack Strollmeister made the assertion Thursday morning during a news conference in which he had also stressed any witnesses to the October 13th attack should share information without fear that they will be charged with anything. The news conference comes days after police saying multiple passengers were present for the assault, which some appearing to hold their phones in the direction of the attack. When we talked about this the other day, I said that there's just something about this that I don't believe. That, that you know, that whole that whole New York City Kitty Genovese story uh, from the 60s or maybe the 50s, uh, where a woman was being killed and screaming for help and nobody called, turned out it, was, it wasn't true. And I just, I just knew this one was going to be, yeah. you know, probably what? very different. But this is, this is, this is the aggravating thing about news, is because you know these stories get out there. We assume it is true, or, or you know, or you know, we pay it, or we treat it as if it's news, only to find out that it's the interpretation of whatever happened that winds up becoming factual, is it, even when it's not. Did, Steve, did the police explain what exactly happened? Uh. Yeah, there were multiple 911 calls as the attack was happening. So there were some people videotaping, which you, most people saw on this video, but uh, there were calls coming through to the 911 system at that time about this attack. But there was nobody trying to physically stop it. Uh, no. No. Okay. So well, that we know about. No, but I mean, sometimes people don't want. I there are people who uh, would you get involved in that? I would probably, you put yourself in that. It, it that, depends. I'd have to take a look at the suspect. I, um, I think there are certain types of people who would get involved in something like that, and certain people who don't. You know, I, it, no, it's I, just, I get you it. You don't want to get hurt yourself, and you can't really blame somebody for no, not doing. But that. you'd like to think. And again, until you're in that position, you don't really know exactly how you're going to react. But you would like to think that you would have you know the the moral character enough to to intervene you know, during during a you know an attack like that. I'm reading this from the uh, Philly ABC affiliate. Uh, people get on and off at every single stop. That doesn't mean that when they get on and they see people interacting, they know that a rape is occurring. Yeah, you know that's the other thing too. I don't know how obvious this rape was and you know rape encompasses a number of different actions and they're not really saying exactly what this was but the recount of surveillance video and pleas to witnesses came after days uh, days after authorities say multiple passengers were present some appearing to hold up their phones in the direction of the attack uh police uh, expressed dismay passengers did not call 911 but they said over the weekend passengers were present 
uh, uh, this is still basically a, a rundown of what happened beforehand. Um, in the arrest affidavit, police boarded the train shortly after the woman, quickly sitting next to her, repeatedly tried to touch and grope her over the next 40 minutes. Surveillance video shows the woman pushing him away several times. Uh, police, uh, the guy says he had seen the woman before and that these they had a previous sexual encounter that was consensual. Um, it, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Something yeah. stunk about this from day one. It stinks to high hell. Yep. Or heaven. Whatever. Yeah, well, heaven's high. Whatever the bad one is. Uh, They're both uh, bad. Uh, investigators say the private jet that crashed through an airport fence and burst into flames at a Texas airport had not been flown since December. The mm. National Transportation Safety Board said Thursday that is looking into maintenance work done on the plane. The Did somebody at least started every now and then? Uh, yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like you gotta you got to clear out the carburetor. Well, you got, maybe they had it on, you know, like my bike down in Florida. I've got it on a drip charge so that the battery stays alive. A drip charge. Yeah, nobody's flying that plane since December. You're going to go out there and at least start it up every once in a while and warm it up. The drip charge thing, should you be leaving it on all the time? Yep, that's why. It, that's what it's made for. For, for yeah, that's what months it's made and for. years at a time? M- well, I'm not talking about years, but months at a time, yeah. yeah. Uh, the NTSB also says that tire marks on the runway, runway indicate the pilots were braking hard and tried to abort the takeoff when the accident happened on Tuesday morning. All 21 people on board escaped the fiery jet, and only two of them suffered minor injuries. The jet was owned by a Houston-area investment firm. The more I look at the aftermath, after the fire was out, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't even know how the hell anybody got out of that. Thing. Oh, after the fire was a great band. That was a great band. They, did, they um, were good. That, well, that's what I said the other day. It's like, I'd love to see video to see how soon did the fire actually start, and how fast did it consume the plane? Because if the passengers and the crew were able to get off, even, you know, a full-sized airliner, yeah. uh, the training is that you're, I forget the time that it's supposed to be, whether it's one minute or 90 seconds or three minutes, that they're supposed to be able to get everybody off a plane in an emergency, even if there's a crash or a fire. So if everybody, if 21 people were able to get off of that plane in 30 seconds, and, and this wasn't a, you know, die-hard kind of explosion when the plane made contact with the fence. It, it could have started out as a smaller fire and then just grew bigger and bigger and consumed the fuselage. I'd like to see people leave every plane within 30 seconds after landing. I'd like to see that happen. Well, uh, oh, you mean un, un-emerg- non-emergency? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I Well, the last time I flew, I could see I was at the front of the plane. And I could see out the front window, the the first window of the first row. And it looked like the person who was trying to line up the jetway with the plane door, it was his first day on the job. Because it was like like trying to get that thing with a hook out of the uh, arcade game. He kept the crane. <laughs> you could see the you could see the jetway just constantly moving left, right, up, down. You could feel it bump the plane every once in a while. It's like, come on, dude, is this your first day? Well, you got to learn somehow. I, I would think that there are simulators. They don't put they don't put pilots in the cockpit without making them practice somewhere else first. <laughs> you said cockpit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, people visiting Karen's Diner in Australia are encouraged are encouraged to complain about rude staff, kick up a fuss about poor service, and most importantly, to ask to speak to the manager. 
Diners are encouraged to unleash their full Karen. If you're uh, the type of person who gets a good old kick out of uh, putting in a complaint, or even worse, asking to see the manager, then the chances are you're going to love this new pop-up restaurant in Melbourne and uh, in Brisbane. You ever been at one of them uh, restaurants where the, uh, like, it's... It- it's kind of like a show. Like the, yeah. the waitresses are hired to abuse the customers. Dick's no. Last Resort. Yeah, there's one that there's uh, Ed yeah. DeBevix in Chicago that does that. They're rude to you. Yeah, they're, they're mm. intentionally rude to you, and that's the whole purpose of going. I would love to own a place like that. I went to a, the one in Boston years ago, and the, the guy comes over with his like thumb in the food <laughs> and drops it off at your table. Thank God it was just the thumb. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the restaurant, which is uh, due to open next week, is a Mickey. A Mickey take of the recent emergence of the Karen meme, which refers to middle-class entitled white women who love to complain. Oh, I see. We're yeah. supposed to know what these acronyms mean. You're dared to ask the manager. Hmm. How about that? How about that? I, uh, I uh, recently uh, dined at a, uh, at a um, establishment where I... Uh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a major complaint, and I don't even really think it was her fault. But I, I made uh, some kind of a comment to the manager about a slight uh, concern with the service um, I was receiving. And, uh, boy, did I have egg on my face when the, uh, when the manager informed me that the waitress was, in fact, his daughter. Ooh, yeah, that's smart. <laughs> well, that always hurts. Yeah, Regardless of whether she's a daughter or not, if she's not doing the job properly, yes, it's okay yeah. to say something. How is he supposed to know? Well, I, I don't know. Is this somebody you knew? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's, right. the, that's the difference. Did, uh, did the daughter know that you were complaining about her? Uh, she does time, now. Yeah, I would say she does now. Yeah, because I, I would be a little bit hesitant but, to sit in her section next time But again, it was, it, it, I don't remember what it was. It was, and and actually, I think I was probably complaining more about the 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 lack of manpower now because of all the open jobs that are available because people don't want the jobs anymore. So it was a service issue, but it wasn't bad service by the waitress. It was slow service because there weren't enough waitresses. Well, then that's not the waitress. I, I know that's what I mean. It really wasn't a complaint about the individual. But it was ironic Did, that it was the father. Was it taken that way? No, no, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, you got to understand. You know, there's everywhere is having a lack yeah, of lack yeah. of uh, workforce, yeah. uh, staff members, keeping people on uh, on board. Which is why we should be allowed to go and get our own food. You, you mean know, like 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 go in the kitchen and no, whip yourself no, just, something else? Just go to the no. You know, I didn't say make your own food. I said get your own food. You know, the uh, the buffet really needs to come back. You'll never see that back. Yeah, I don't think Unfortunately, so. Unfortunately, for the very reason well, you they, need it to come back. They still have them. That place in West Springfield's still open. The one uh, Yeah, but they have people a... serving you. It's more cafeteria stuff. No, you it? serve yourself. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Because I thought that was the deal with uh, yeah. the with a lot of these buffets. They uh, would have people and, and you know, granted how they where they got these employees, I'll never know. They were gonna serve you as like, you know, cafeteria style. Well, okay, so s- being doing all these wedding venues. Some of them do that, where mm. they serve you as you walk up to the thing. I right. think they did it at the log cabin a couple of weeks ago. They they serve they were serving everybody right uh, from the buffet line. But there are certain places I don't want to name names because I don't know if it's uh, legal or not that they were just letting people walk up and uh, get their own buffet food. Huh? Hmm. Be damned. So who knows? But what's the difference if somebody serves it to you or you get it yourself? The idea because that- different people are. T- 
this was all back when everybody believed you could catch the COVID from very food. easily from another surface. Right. And, and you know, multiple people t- picking up the same utensils was thought to be a possible spreader. Uh, I'm done. Uh, your Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 69. Giggity. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 59. Not so giggity. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102.